Coming to you by way of the not-for-profit mainframe studios at 900 Kiowa in downtown Des Moines, this is 900 Views, a podcast about building community through the arts as we build an arts community. I'm your host, Pat Bodie, and today I'm in my dining room because we're working remotely. But normally, I would be with Amy O'Brien in her studio number 433 at Mainframe. Amy's art covers a broad range. Oil, acrylics, charcoal, pastels, sculpture, furniture making, printmaking, wood carving, and interior design. Her career has included hotel management, restaurant ownership, as well as hair salon owner and event planner, and she's brought her own events to mainframe through her popular sip and paint classes. So, Amy, there's this amazing photo um, on your Facebook page of one of those sip and paint classes, the kind of thing that we don't get to do right now. What are you doing to kind of shift how you make connections with people as you have in the past? Well, um, I have to tell you, I'm an extrovert. So this has been especially hard on me. I know it's fellow extroverts. Ah. <laughs> but yeah. um, I, <laughs> I have uh, decided, and actually because um, a lot of my regular students have urged me to do so, and even um, family and friends that are in other areas of the country, to have classes virtually. So I decided to try it out, and I'm having my first class this coming Friday. It's a free class for, for my uh, regulars to see how it goes, so uh, just to test the waters. And then next, uh, w- the, a couple weeks later, I'll have uh, classes online, and I think I'll continue to do so. I'm also um, able to d- get a lot of work done of my own, which has been fantastic. Um, I've been in the studio all day, every day, plugging out some great work of my own that I haven't really been able to do um, in the past. So it's been, it's been okay. So just for clarity, we're talking on April 21 and on April 24th, you're going to do that beach scene free class. And following that, uh, assuming all goes well, which we're sure it will, right? Um, (laughs) May four, six and eight, you're going to have some kind of three day class of two hours per day to do something a little bit more advanced than uh, what you were doing with your free introductory kind of uh, piece. Yeah. So you have kind of then starting, you're starting to change your business model. Yes, absolutely. And it just sort of happened. <laughs> it just sort of happened because this is what people were kind of urging you to do? or um, Yes and no. Um, that is part of it. Um, also, like I said, I'm just doing my artwork and publishing that online. A lot of people have been requesting to buy my art, which... You know, that's been great. And to want prints of some of the artwork I've made recently in the last few weeks. So, you know, there's this other avenue that I didn't really have because people are, you know, watching Facebook more and looking at all these things more because they can and they're not able to get out and I'm able to put out more art. So it's been a win-win for me in a lot of ways. That's interesting because um, one of the first things we think about is just how much of a struggle it is, especially for folks like you who have kind of relied on events, uh, both at Mateframe and in your own studio at Mainframe, uh, to kind of bring in traffic and make connections in that regard. Yes, I agree. I mean, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not making 
the money yet. Um, it's kind of a delayed situation. As I said, I started to, you know, plug out some artwork um, and I just had three pieces photographed today for professionally by my neighbor in the next studio. He came by and did that, a really great uh, photographer there. And then I'll get the, be able to get the prints and then I'll be able to, to sell those. Um, so it's a process and um, I'm delayed on it. And this past month's rent and this one coming up are going to be just out of my pocket, basically. Um, but I'm thankful I'm a painter. And I mean, it's, it's a little harder for some other people um, to get things out easier. And my, my costs aren't as much either as some other artists. So it, it's been fine. Tell me a little bit about the condition of the mainframe arts community in these times when mainframe studios is closed to the public. It is a ghost town, pretty much. Um, I go in, as I said, every day. I have a mask that Gretchen Bowling made, and she's a uh, seamstress there in mainframe. She's plugging out uh, hundreds and hundreds of masks every day, and I was uh, fortunate to get a couple, one for my husband. (laughs) And but it's a ghost town. There's there's not very many people there. A lot of people have decided to work from home if they have kids. It's easier that way. Um, so it, it's been very quiet um, and it, the doors are locked so nobody can come in, which feels safe as well for us. And we just keep our doors closed and keep our distance and keep those hands clean. And, you know, we're just very conscientious. What about being able to apply for some of the different pieces that are coming uh, our way via the federal government and the state government in terms of support mechanisms? Is that something you find yourself uh, aggressively pursuing or not pursuing at all or something in between? I am one of those uh, fortunate and rare artists in mainframe that hasn't had to rely on that because of my husband's work. Um, I don't have to worry about, am I going to have a roof over my head? Am I going to be able to pay my rent? Because my husband's job is able to take care of us. Um, So that I haven't had to do any of that. So I've been very fortunate. And that's why I'm going out of my way to help other artists out, actually. Um, You know, trying to get masks from Gretchen and having my neighbor, I pay him to take pictures. And so I'm, I'm doing what I can to help other artists in there because I know my situation is not nearly what theirs is. You know, you uh, weathered the New Orleans uh, Katrina storm, not physically there, but your family was there. And you mentioned to me that you actually lost two homes. How do you compare that kind of experience to what you're going through today? Not even in the same ballpark. Um, The situation in New Orleans was just so heartbreaking um, a lot of people didn't realize, you know, yeah, we had a horrible flood that went through the entire city, and it did, the entire city for three weeks, and completely devastated the entire city. Um, my The school that I went to, all three, you know, uh, elementary, junior high, high school, gone. You know, um, house, gone. My home that I grew up in, gone. Church, gone. Everything just just demolished. So it was very heartbreaking um in those terms uh, but you know it rebuilded you know and regrouped and it's back um and it's doing quite well now so you know but it is completely different this this is just 
uh, I don't even know. I mean, it's just so different <laughs> on so many levels. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty hard to hear. It's an apples to kumquats kind of thing. Huh? <laughs> exactly. There's really no, they're both disasters, but of such different uh, elements in them that it's hard to make that comparison. Fair enough. Uh, I did note, though, um, and you sort of alluded to this earlier when you talked about being an extrovert, that you, on your Facebook page, you said, quote, I love gathering people together to have a great time, whether it be a party, dinner party, teaching my painting classes, or just hanging out. I'm a bit of a socialite. I edited (laughs) that down to its essence there. Yeah. Tell me about what you see happening down the line um, using Zoom, uh, trying to use some of these new technologies and, and find new ways to, to make connections. How, how are you feeling uh, just about being able to, to try that? I think it's fantastic. Um, it is another avenue on which to reach out to people and make it convenient for people. I mean, some, it would be great. They can just do it in their home. Some people you know, can't go out, but they'd like to do art. Who knows? You know, so I think it's going to be a really an addition to my art that, um, you know, my classes that I'm already doing. I think it'll be just fantastic. So we'll see how this goes on Friday. Yeehaw. Um, but I, I think it'll be great. So, and as you're doing your own art now, more so maybe than you have had time to do before, to what extent is this whole experience informing that art, or is the art completely separate from the experience you're going through? The art is sort of separate. Um, I'm one of the um, social distancers who's actually playing by the rules. <laughs> I am staying at home mm-hmm. except to go to the studios. I'm not going to the store. It's delivered to me. I don't go anywhere. All I've done is go on. I'm at home or I'm at my studio. That's it. Um, so because of that, I don't, I'm not running errands. I'm not, you know, I don't no longer go to my Pilates. (laughs) I don't go anywhere. So Mm -hmm. it's like an entire day full of art uh, that I didn't have before. And I don't have the guilt of, oh, I got to go do this. And I, you know, I've got to stop. I, you know, it's just a long stream of art all day long. And it's just fantastic. So it's, it's, it's been a, it's been really nice. And it's also been a lesson um, in prioritizing. And also, I, I mean, I just, it's brought back the love of art to me that you kind of get lost in it because you're like, you're doing classes, you know, you're paying your bills, you're doing this, you're doing that. And it's just go, go, go. And then you stop and you're actually doing your art again. And it's, wow, I miss it. I really do. And, and I've gotten really good. <laughs> gotten better. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> You've gotten a lot better with with level of intensity, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Tell me how you see this then playing out for you on the back end. Let's say, uh, I'm not going to put a timeline on it because that could be depressing or too encouraging, but let's say we're at a point where we're much more, quote, normal, unquote, um, than we are right now. How do you see that? How do you see this experience informing that point forward, what will be the true new normal for you based on this experience you see? Um, I see that I may, instead of doing four classes a month or so, uh, maybe two. And I also see something maybe different, like if some people are more advanced or, you know, group is more advanced or they want a little bit more, we can do a a start a painting in-house. And then we can do is, you know, Zoom that class 
a couple times. You know, these are for the ones who've had paint at home and what have you. And just, you know, we start the painting in class face to face, and then we can have a follow up of that painting, you know, a couple times in Zoom, you know, virtually. So, you know, there's there's options now that I think are pretty interesting. Without necessarily sacrificing uh, that interaction that you're valuing, you can still see a vision of how you can do that, but put the technology into the mix instead of making it mandatory. It's a good option. Exactly. Exactly. So live creatively is your motto. (laughs) What did that mean to you before this pandemic? And what does it mean to you now? Um, living creatively beforehand, it is my motto. I just feel like with everything you do in life, um, I think you can do it creatively, you know, with thought, with perseverance. And and I I believe that's part of creativity, um, putting a spin on it, um, and doing your very best as well. Uh, now afterwards, after this, (laughs) with this pandemic going on, um, I see it as with a little bit more, I always like to use the word love. And there's another expression I like to use. It's in New Orleans when you put your big toe in it. (laughs) That's for cooking. (laughs) Meaning you're really putting your heart and soul into something. You're you're putting more passion into it. And so I see that playing out more. And, And also just like prioritizing your time. What matters more to you? What brings you more joy? So that, that's how I see it playing out more. So for you, this has been, as much as anything, a time of real reflection. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And you're coming to the conclusion that maybe there's some goodness in this uh, for you as an actual practicing artist. Yes, yes. I, I mean, I've been on the earth a while, and I've always seen that with every tragedy, rather personal or, you know, worldwide like this, or local, a city, or what have you, there's always something that comes out of it that is growth. And even if it's just a horrible mess, there's always growth to come out of it, every tragedy. I think we're going to leave it there. That's just a pretty inspiring words for all of us to remember. <laughs> so I think that's where we ought to cut this one off, and uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more after, after this is done. Um, I want to thank uh, Mainframe's Executive Director, Siobhan Spain, founder Justin Mandelbaum, my collaborator, Alex Cooney, and of course, the creative, Amy O'Brien, and you for listening and doing your part to help all of us uh, face these challenging times. So to quote uh, Amy, do your best to live creatively. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. And just wanted to add a little addendum to this interview, a couple of pieces of interest. When Amy was speaking of the photographer Cameron, that's Cameron Sadapur, he does photography and handmade knives out of Studio 431 at Mainframe. She also mentioned the work that Gretchen Bowling is doing. Gretchen is a sustainable fashion designer, and she's currently sort of put her business aside to make an amazing number of masks for the front lines. She was an interview on this podcast, episode 22. You might want to check it out because what she has to say about sustainable fashion is fascinating. Thanks for listening. This has been 900 Views.